when that is the information that is perpetuated over and over and over again, hierarchy, hierarchy isn't ethical. This is what happened when I opened my, my relationship. And I was like, well, yeah, I agree that on a moral standpoint. And also I have hierarchy in my relationship at the time. I was legally married. We lived together. We shared finances by that point in our relationship. We also owned a dog together. And so there were things that were going to exist in that relationship that some of them could not physically exist in others. I could not be married to somebody else while I was married, right? I could have lived with someone else potentially, but that was not the position I was in at that time. I prefer having space in my And so the more, uh, the idea of having like a lot of roommates in a smaller space felt very not exciting to me. And when that was the thing that was being perpetuated, even though I knew that my ethics were non-hierarchical and that I wanted to move from a non-hierarchical space in my relationships, and I was making so many intentions and conversations to make sure that that was the case, there was this hierarchy that existed and it created this pressure in me to then not address it not bring it up at all, which then causes the issue of sneaky archy. And when you're not then saying, I do have inherent hierarchy in my relationship, or maybe you are actually in a hierarchical relationship, you feel very strongly about that that hierarchy, and you're not addressing it because, oh, it's not ethical, you can't fucking be hierarchical, you're gonna be blacklisted. That's when problems start to happen because you're then creating a relationship dynamic with somebody under complete false pretenses, and that is not ethical. Welcome to the Live Your Fuck Yes Life podcast, your place for real talk and conscious conversations about shit that really matters. I'm Amanda Catherine Loy, your resident queerdo, nonconformist, and trauma-informed coach for folks who are tired of the fucking shoulds and are craving something more. Stick around for all things relationship anarchy, coming out later in life, moving through the mess, and beyond. You ready? Here we go. Hey, queerdos. Hey, babies. Hey, fuckers. Hey, everybody. Welcome to today's episode on all things is hierarchy in relationships, any relationship ethical. Um, This has been a a debate and and a big topic of conversation I've seen online as of late with a lot of folks. Um, And it's one thing that I've been talking about and seeing a lot of folks talk about for a while, but there's a lot of divisiveness around this right now. And I just wanted to create a space for us to be able to talk about this. Um, I know it's so odd podcasting, like you're, you kind of feel like you're talking into the void, but really whenever I'm, I'm doing these episodes, these solo episodes, I want it, for me, it feels like I'm having a conversation, even though it is a one-sided conversation with all of y'all um, in a coffee shop. And I invite you as we're listening, as you're listening to this episode and thinking about this for yourself, whether you are in a non-monogamous relationship or a monogamous relationship, um, uh, as you've been maybe thinking about, you know, is hierarchy in my relationships an ethical thing? Or maybe you have strong feelings about it one way or another, or maybe you um, exist somewhere kind of in the middle. Um, I invite you to let me know your thoughts on this episode, on my perspectives, um, because this is, as as always, um, when I'm showing up just as me on here, coming from my own 
lived experiences, my own biases, my own identities, which I will remind you of in a second for those of you who are new on the pod and just do a quick spiel because I think for this particular episode, it's really important to share that. Um, but I, yeah, I just, it's, I want this to be a dialogue. So let me know your thoughts. Reach out on Instagram at my fuck yes life, um, to me personally and my DMs, um, or reach out to the, uh, the podcast Instagram, live your fuck yes life, or you can shoot me, go to my website and shoot me an email that way. There's always a contact page, um, or whatever the fuck. Um, DMs are usually the easiest way, um, because I'm, I'm in there a lot and I love chatting with y'all in there. Um, yeah. Or of course there will be an, a, a, a post, um, on my page, um, and on the podcast page about this episode. Um, and the things we're talking about in this episode. So if you want to chat in a more public forum with other folks as well, um, feel free to pop your comments in there. Um, I genuinely believe that discourse around these things that is um, done in a way where we can really hear each other's perspectives and show up from a place of curiosity um, and an openness to learn is, um, is how folks who are so ingrained in the toxic monogamous culture of the world. And I don't mean monogamy. I mean toxic monogamous culture, um, which if you don't know what that is, I'll link the episode I did on that again in the show notes um, for you. Um, or just, you know, folks who have only really existed in hier- hierarchical dynamics because that is what we've been so programmed to, to do as a society, um, especially as a, as a um, Western society. Um or folks who exist in very non-hierarchical dynamics and are very anti-hierarchy, or maybe you're somewhere in the middle, right? Um, I, I, yeah, I'm excited to have this conversation with you and to share my thoughts around this because I have, I think I have a really unique lens on this in the sense that I've existed in both and also neither <laughs> spaces, um, and. And, and I've struggled a lot in my own journey of moving from a, a sexually monogamous relationship to a, a sexually non-monogamous relationship. And I, I make that separation for a reason, and I'll tell you why in a second. Um, I, I, really, uh, I really had a lot of unpacking in this space to do, and, and also in communication with other folks that came into my life um, once I, I was having other relationships um, that were also sexual. Um, yeah, so, 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 so much to unpack. Before we get into that though, I just want to say thank you to all of those of you who voted on my, um, on my polls, um, and, and reached out about the organization that you want to, to support, um, through all of the, um, fucking queer merch line proceeds that I get the kickback for. Um, all of that is going to be going from now until the end of pride month, um, for anything you purchase, through the merch store, whether it's a sticker, a mug, um, a fun little lanyard thing, um, a a hoodie, a t-shirt, uh, you know, whatever it is, um, that you decide to snag for yourself or for maybe someone in your life who is queer, um, that you want to support, um, all of those things from now until, like I said, at the end of June, um, are going to be going, all those proceeds will be going to an organization called the Brave Space Alliance. They're one of my favorite organizations. They're actually um, located in Chicago, um, and they're the first Black-led, trans-led, LGBTQ plus center um, that's 
that opened up really here um, in the in the area. Um, and they're really dedicated to creating and providing affirming, culturally competent for us by us resources, programming and services for LGBTQ plus individuals, um, specifically in the city of Chicago. Um, but they also um, create resources for folks all over the place. Um, it's really, really, I'm so stoked. Um, and so, yeah, like I said, all of that you can find um, in all the links always, but also I'll put, pop in the show notes for you. Um, and still for you, if you want to, you know, give back to you and then give back um, to Brave Space Alliance, um, all you need to do is input the code QUEERDO, capitals, all of them, Q-U-E-E-R-D-O, um, for 15% off for you. And then you can also, yeah, give back for the proceeds. At the end of... Um, that that link I will share with y'all um, the amount and um, and 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 rock it out to Brave Space Alliance and and do it on behalf of all of y'all. So I'm very excited and stoked to be supporting such a great organization. Oh, okay, let's get into the magic. Let's get into the goods. Let's get into all things. Is hierarchy ethical in relationships? So just to give you a little context on my experience, for those of you who might be new, I'll do a quick one. Um, I hmm, I have existed, so this is, my identity markers are as such. <laughs> I am a queer, uh, ambiamorous, demisexual, there are so many of these, <laughs> relationship anarchist. Um, and th- those are, I think, the most important ones when it comes to what we are talking about today. Did I always have these... Uh, the the labels in order to understand myself from a language standpoint absolutely not um i uh believed myself to be a straight monogamous person for a very very long time um and also when i was existing in that place um oh also i'm in the process of getting a divorce, which I'm pretty sure all of y'all know these things at, at this point, <laughs> um, and was married, technically still am, um, for to the same person that I was with since I was 19, um, in a in a very hetero seeming relationship, um, and in many ways very very rooted in heteronormativity, um, and yeah, it was very f- fascinating because in many ways, you know. I've never actually really felt like those, if I really examined those identity markers or I'd had the scope or the understanding of what that meant um, when I was younger, if I'd had that kind of scope that I have now, I would have known so much earlier, oh, the way that I'm actually operating in the world, the way that I move through the world, the way that I exist when it comes to the relationships in my life, the way that I feel internally um, when it comes to my attraction, uh, all of these things. I would have, if I'd had those that scope and that understanding and not been so um, ingrained in the patriarchy <laughs> um, and and also in the culture of at that time, and there still is so much of this like biphobia, I would have known so much sooner that I was not straight. And also that I didn't exist in traditional ways around monogamy. And I knew that because I knew that a lot of folks in my life didn't operate the same way that I did when it came to relationships in terms of hierarchy. And this is why this episode is so fascinating to me because on the outside, it might have seemed like I existed in hierarchical spaces in my relationships because I did get married 
and that inevitably from a law standpoint places you it places that relationship in in a hierarchical position a higher position than your other relationships right um and and also because I was monogamous and most folks talk about uh relationships in a non-hierarchical way um outside of the spectrum of monogamy only under the umbrella of non-monogamy but when I was in a monogamous relationship, in my monogamous marriage, and even as I was getting married, I have never existed and moved internally and and thought um, and and valued relationships in a hierarchical way. In fact, I really resisted the concept of hierarchy in relationships because I never saw my former husband, the person that I was romantically and sexually involved with monogamously for so long, as inherently more important than any of the other people that were massive folks in my constellation just because he held that title. Um, you know, we got married very young, and the reason that uh, that we got married when we did um, was because I... I needed a green card and we decided we wanted, you know, to have at that time we were like, yes, we want to have a life together. I, I envision you in my future for a very long time. We loved each other so much and wanted to keep me here. And it just made sense um, at the time to take that step um, when we did in order to facilitate me staying. And and for us to be able to be, be together because he didn't want to leave. Um, and so that was so much of that decision and also so much of my experience. Um, you know, I resisted um, the idea of, of not prioritizing my other relationships that were I what I called my soulmates and still fucking do call my soulmates, soul humans. Uh, some of them, you know, people who are, are essentially feel like to me and always have felt like to me partners. Um, they're just not partners in the traditional sense of the word. They're not partners in the um, social discourse that that we've been so ingrained to believe is the only way um, to move through the world. I didn't understand in a, in a visceral way, in a centered way, even though I was existing in a lot of these structures because, you know, I, I didn't see any 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 other options for so, so, so long. Um, they were not m made known to me, both through the media, but also in my life. Um, I just was like, yeah, okay. Like I just, I move differently in relationships. I don't understand how folks can get into a romantic or sexual relationship and then just drop everybody in their world. Like I want to prioritize my friends just as much, if not often more, um, than my romantic partner. And, um, it just didn't make sense to me. And I would often find myself feeling really, really hurt when my people in my life um, didn't operate in the same way. I just, I didn't understand them. They felt like aliens to me. It turns out I <laughs> was kind of the, the alien um, to, to most of my folks and friends um, because, and just people in the world, because it turns out that, um, that, uh, not a lot of people thought like me naturally. Um, and, and I'm learning that that's actually not 
inherently true that so 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 many people and I've been learning this over the last few you know like five six years as I've been in the non-monogamous spaces which is where these kind of conversations seem to exist most but also as I'm talking to folks who are monogamous and and move through um their uh relationships with their friends um in a very very significant way where it's it's beyond what society has sort of dubbed as as friendship right it's um, people having platonic life partners, um, and, and all, and, and queer, um, platonic partners, um, and all sorts of stuff. There's just so much variety when it comes to relationships, when you start to have these conversations, when you open the door, right? But when you're living in this closed space, especially folks who are surrounded in their day-to-day lives with only one particular way of doing relationships in a very heteronormative, you know, very patriarchal and very uh, mononormative way. Um, there's, there's then not room for curiosity of well, what else could exist for me, and and maybe what do I feel internally? And unless that internal compass and desire and need is so 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 strong, and that our trauma and lived experiences allow us to access it, right? That we we've we have either done work to like heal our nervous systems, or maybe we haven't experienced as much trauma in our lives, um, it's very challenging to be able to even start to ask those questions in a way that allows you to really get the answers. And so hierarchy for me (laughs) has always been a really uncomplicated question in the terms of the ethics of it for myself. And also when, when we think ethics, right, what is morally correct? And I again, do not like to prescribe like hard rights or wrongs um, because I think that when we do that, um, uh, most of us tend to feel a deep resistance internally um, and then a closed uh, approach to being able to have that curiosity approach. Um, So I'm not going to necessarily move from that space, but I'm going to tell you how I feel about it um, and invite you to um, continue to listen because there's going to be kind of a, a, um, a caveat attached to what I'm about to say um, that is, I think, the most important thing in the room. So if I were to be asked, do you think hierarchy is ethical in relationships? In, blank sta- in a blank statement, if I were given 30 seconds or even just five seconds, my answer would be no, I don't. I think that it is... Uh, it, it creates a dynamic um, and where a, and a power dynamic um, where one person is seen as this be all end all most important drop everything for the other folks in your life um, and that is not something that I viscerally on a core level understand and I also think it perpetuates structures. Um, such as patriarchal structures, such as heteronormative structures, um, and and systemic issues that that I do not fundamentally agree with. That I operate on a day to day basis and have for my entire adult life from a place of deep resistance because it does not make sense to me um, to move from that space, and it feels and in my opinion, is wildly disempowering to 
ourselves and also to relationships and the folks in our lives at large and to the communities and the systems um, that exist, um, especially in Western culture. Um, and I'm always about coming home to our, our, our internal power, coming home to our deepest selves. And when we put one unique individual on a pedestal, the way that the media and the culture have perpetuated for so, so, so long around romantic and sexual um, relationships, it creates this power dynamic and this, this problem. Um, And this um, then also eradication um, of what I feel like is how, you know, um, what am I trying to say? Not eradication. I think what it does then is it also then tells our other relationships in our lives um, and creates a a space where where those folks um, inherently as a result of doing that or even unconsciously moving from that way because most of us, right, un- have unconsciously been doing that because that's all we've been taught, have um, then less value. It's essentially saying you you are less valuable to me. You are less, um, and, and not just to me, but just generally, you are less of a valuable person. Um, your needs matter less. You matter less. And that is what, without even meaning to, for so many of us, and I genuinely believe that this is really not an individual thing, right? We, we are just existing in this culture and, and that is what we've been taught, right? And so, why I think this question is so important is because it is allowing us to, to to start to contemplate and do the unlearning of like, oh man, like that maybe is something you've never thought about before, is something that you have thought about, but you have no idea how to begin to actually unpack in, in practice. And why I think so many folks are moving towards non-monogamy and have been moving towards non-monogamy um, in the last five years, especially, and why we've seen such a like uptick in terms of folks um, talking about it publicly in the media is starting to really happen. And it, it's slower than I'd like, but it's still happening, right? Is because we're starting and we've had so much time, right, in the last few years to really start to like do the deep unlearning and do the deep unpacking and, and, and be forced to rectify with these structures that we've been living in for so long, often subconsciously, because again, we're not taught to do otherwise and go, wait, is this actually ethical? Is this right? Is this right globally? Is this right for me? All of these questions, right? So yeah, that is, (laughs) that is my, that those are my thoughts around the ethics of hierarchy. Now, what I will say is, and what I think is a missing component of the discourse that I see happening so, so, so much online around this is that those structures, the patriarch, the patriarchal structures, um, the structures centered around a mononormative and heteronormative relationship model, a model where there are two people and they get married and, you know, the relationship escalator concept where, right, it's like you have this path, right? And the media has perpetuated this, societal structures have perpetuated this, systemic problems have perpetuated this. And as a result, it's this very patriarchal, white, uh, 
system and 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 thing that we 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 feel like we need to prescribe to in order to exist and the reality is is while we are in a space of resistance many of us to this those structures still exist and in if we one makes the decision to exist outside of those structures it also means that and, and like not have, you know, a, a relationship that is in any way hierarchical um, and not have, you know, not get married, not do all of these things. Those are totally valid choices and beautiful moral choices in a lot of ways. And it also has a uh, have have repercussions because we are existing in, in a society and structure where sometimes that is just impossible to do given, uh, you know, being able to live. I mean, in Western culture, uh, making those decisions, right? Even hierarchy can exist in relationships when you decide to live with somebody, right? You live with somebody, most people move in together because it's the cheaper thing to do, right? Or because you want to live with somebody. And but also it saves you both money because rent is expensive, a mortgage is expensive, all of these things, right? And so it's like, when you do that, there is a hierarchy then, in your relationships because you are living with someone and thus having more time with that person than someone else. Same way that when you have kids with somebody, which I'm not somebody who's having kids, but many of my folks in my life do and want to have kids. When you have kids with someone, there are legal consequences, right? And if you're not married, right? And and have kids, it can be very, very complicated um, and unsafe for your kids and for you to potentially have rights over them. I mean, the system is so rigged towards hierarchy. It is, it it emboldens and it supports hierarchy. And so to then say, well, hierarchy is not ethical. And if you're doing hierarchy, you're not ethical. It causes multiple issues. One, it doesn't um, it doesn't bring in the scope of what I just talked about and the understanding that, yeah, but often we don't have the luxury and the privilege to be able to make decisions that allow for a complete and utter non-hierarchical experience in our relationships. It's just not realistic for folks, unless they are wildly privileged in this life, to be able to have those opportunities. It's just not, right? And often it can be, it can be, and I say can, right? It can be an unsafe decision given where you live and given all of the things that um, I just talked about. And, and, when we talk about relationships are not ethical, when they are hierarchical, when folks are moving into a non-monogamous space, which often folks are moving into a non-monogamous space from a monogamous one, and usually it is still two folks who are together from a dyad monogamous relationship coming into non-monogamy together, right? When that is the uh, information that is perpetuated over and over and over again, hierarchy hierarchy isn't ethical. This is what happened when I opened my, my relationship. And I was like, well, yeah, I agree that on a moral standpoint. And also... I have hierarchy in my relationship. At the time, I was legally married. We lived together. We shared finances by that point in our relationship. We also owned a dog together. And so there were things that were going to exist in that relationship that some of them could not physically exist in others. I could not be married to somebody else while I was married. 
right? I could have lived with someone else potentially, but that was not the position I was in at that time. And also I was not really like wanting that at that time. I was open to the idea of maybe that changing down the road, but it wasn't something I was like, you know, stoked on. I really, I prefer having space in my house. And so the more, uh, the idea of having like a lot of roommates in a smaller space felt very not exciting to me. Um, and you know, uh, I just, there was, there were all of these things that were already existing. And when that was the thing that was being perpetuated, I felt this pressure internally, even though I knew that my ethics were non-hierarchical and that I wanted to move from a non-hierarchical space in my relationships. And I was making so many intentions and conversations to make sure that that was the case. There was this hierarchy that existed and it created this pressure in me to then not address it not bring it up at all, which then causes the issue that I've talked about a million times over the last few years of sneaky archy, which is when you're entering relationships with new folks and you're saying, oh yeah, I'm in a non-hierarchical relationship. That sets a tone and a baseline for their understanding of what they might be able to expect from you in the future. And when you're not then saying, I do have inherent hierarchy in my relationship, or maybe you are actually in a hierarchical relationship. You feel very strongly about that hi- that hierarchy and you're not addressing it because, oh, it's not ethical. You can't fucking be hierarchical. You're going to be blacklisted. Like it, it then creates, that's when problems start to happen because you're then creating a relationship dynamic with somebody under complete false pretenses. And that is not ethical because they are attaching themselves to you with an, what they believe is an understanding of what is possible for your relationship with them that is not actually true. So (laughs) I think it's a beautiful thing to want to move towards a lack of hierarchy in relationships. I hope that we as a society can continue to do that, that as a structure, we can start to unpack those things, that in this world, those things will slowly start to change. But change on a statutory level, on a legal level, does not happen overnight. And to then expect relationships to completely just like say, well, like, I don't care. I'm not going to be a pragmatic person at all and exist within the constructs that do happen, even though I don't believe in them, they do exist. Like, but I'm just going to like live in this like beautiful, like space where there's no hierarchy period. Um, I've seen so many problems, both in my own experience, but also in like so many folks that I've supported, um, really, really struggle with this. And it's, and it's because of the, the divisive conversations that we see online. And I know because I was a person who was seeing those and I immediately was like, oh no, I, but I do have hierarchy in my relationship. And it was just a reality. Now I'm in a place now where I have much less hierarchy in my relationships. And also there still is hierarchy in my relationships purely also because you know, what? not just to talk from like a structural or a legal standpoint, even as someone who moves through the world as wildly non-hierarchical and always has, the reality is, is that there are going to be certain people like, and we only have capacity for so much. We only have so much time in a fucking day and we all have jobs and those jobs sometimes change if you're working gig life like I do as an artist and as a freelancer and as an entrepreneur. And, and we only have so much capacity 
for then time and energy in our relationships. And also, sometimes some people have, you know, like even if you live alone, you're going to have a few people in this world that have the keys to your apartment. Those people have a hierarchy because you've chosen to give them a key, right? The opening to your place than the other people in your life. Some people you have, you know, weekly dates um, or or phone dates or whatever it is that you hang out with, right? I I chat with my my best friend who's like my person and has been my person for almost 25 years. We have like recurring, constant, like weekly, often multiple times a week dates on the phone. Um, and that is a priority for me, right? There are some friends in my life, depending on the unique needs we have within our dynamic that we've established and we know, oh yeah, okay, we used to maybe talk once a week, but now based on our schedules, we're going to talk once a month or once every three months. And that doesn't change the value we see on those relationships, but it does exist from an external place as a high, in a hierarchical place, right? You're saying like, I'm spending more time in, in practice and in, in pragmatically, if you're looking at the data with this person than this other person, but do you internally value them less? No, not, not necessarily, at least not for me, right? That's not how I move through the world, but I've approached each relationship and we've, we've sifted through our, you know, uh, our lives together and we've established what works in the season and that's how we move. Does that mean that those exist from an external place and a hierarchical place? Sure. And also from an internal place, we both know that that's not true. Um, And so again, I think it's just such a more complicated issue than is presented um, so often. And I would really urge you to, if you're thinking about this and you're like, yeah, hierarchy does not feel good in me, I would just urge you to take stock of your current relationships and look at where you are practicing hierarchy, whether that's intentional or unintentional, and then ask yourself, is this coming from a place of integrity within myself? And or if it's not coming from a place of integrity, is it something I have to do for other reasons, lived experiences, needs, financial stuff, all of those things, right? Um, And really genuinely just check in, check in with yourself. Um, and, and if there needs to be shifts in your relationships as a result of that check-in, you can at least come from a place of knowing instead of from a place of someone else's perspective shooting all over your own needs. And also what your needs are now might look different than your needs in the future. And that's okay. Sometimes we shift, we evolve, we unlearn, and that's going to adjust who we are and as a result, how we move through the world moving forward too. And if you are in a new relationship or building a relationship with somebody and that person is asking you questions of what you have to offer potentially long-term, what you want, what you need, I also just want to reflect that it's also okay to say, and frankly, sometimes it's the actual truth And we just don't feel like it's possible to say, I don't know, right? Because if you're in the unlearning process and you're doing this, you know, this work, especially around this particular topic of hierarchy, of toxic monogamy culture, of all this stuff, sometimes we don't know, right? We have these systems. We think that's what we want. Then we're moving from this place of like, oh, but this feels more ethical to my heart and my needs. And I don't actually know. And I don't know can be the most empowering, empowering, beautiful thing. 
And then it's up to that person that you're speaking to, that you're dating to decide, is this for me? Is this something I want to remain in? And, you know, move from that space. So I encourage just like really deep curiosity, taking stock of this and, and giving yourself the, the, having the courage to have these conversations, um, and, and be open to discourse. Um, no matter if you are in a hierarchical relationship, if you're somebody who's uh, dating somebody who has hierarchy within their relationship and you're feeling frustrated about that, um, no matter what your uh, your model is, um, or maybe you're monogamous and are really like frustrated that your best friend has started this uh, relationship with somebody and all of a sudden like you're not being prioritized in the way you were before. Um, and there has been no communication around that. Um, I've been there. I've been there in all of those places. Um, and so, yeah, huh, that is hierarchy for you. Um, again, let me know your thoughts on this. What, what resonated with you? What didn't? Um, shoot me a DM at my fuck yes life. Um, or if you want to email, um, that's really fine. Or like if you want a more public discourse, um, pop into the, uh, post on this and, uh, pop in the comments. I want to hear from y'all and, um, genuinely, you know, curious if y'all have very different perspectives on this and, and where that's coming from and where you're, um, what you're feeling like you need in this space and, um, and your thoughts around it. I invite them, uh, so, so deeply. And I look forward to hearing, hearing your perspectives and hearing your thoughts. Um, and as a reminder, again, um, all of the merch stuff for the fucking queer merch line is in the show notes. Um, you can snag a, um, t-shirt, a, a hoodie, a mug, a sticker, whatever you want. Um, for 15% off, use the code QUEERDO, Q-U-E-E-R-D-O, all capitals. Um, and, uh, all of the proceeds from now until the end of June will be going to Brave Space Alliance. Um, so yeah, I'm st- super stoked to be supporting them. And as always, everything is in the show notes for y'all. Just scroll down on your app, whether you're in Spotify, iTunes, um, or if you just want to check out at mandacatherineloy.com slash podcast slash one five four. I appreciate you all so much. I hope you're, uh, hanging in and, um, And yeah, I'll see you guys on the flip side. (laughs) Bye-bye.